BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is yours, Dooley, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> Welcome to Slasher Radio. My name is Bones, and I am joined by Cat and Rob. As always, going on. I'm Not good. too much. I might have to poop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Nailed the intro once yeah. again here at Slasher Radio. <laughs> I'm just sitting here, and I, you know, I told you I ate chili earlier, and I'm sitting here. I'm like, yeah, my butt kind of rumble. I can't tell if I really got a poop or not, though. So we'll just continue. <laughs> you are a trooper. You're willing to shake your pants. For this show? No, I'm not. If I if you see me mute my mic and you don't hear me for a little <laughs> while, you know what I'm doing. But you know, we can keep going. Ah, <sighs> cat. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know why we bother showing up. Yeah, before. follow that. We're yeah. professionals. Yeah, we just have to move on. This is why we record uh, the intro and the outro when the guests are not here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because Rob pissed me off one time during this interview. But... Yeah, I thought Mikey was going to murder me when I asked about screen <laughs> five, or five cream. I was five cream. <laughs> yeah, we got um, we got an answer because mm-hmm. Rob had to go ahead and uh-huh. ask about the five cream thing. I could only imagine the look on Mikey's face when I said five cream. I knew it was coming. And I knew, I, I don't know how I knew it was coming right there, but I, I like, I felt it. And mm-hmm. I immediately, before you even said it, started to get mad. 
Yeah. Here's the thing though. I, the, these guys were, they're really cool guys. We were, we were having fun and they were laughing and, and talking and stuff. So it felt like it was fine to ask. Like if they had been like, you know, super serious, like, you know, pretentious dicks, I wouldn't have asked. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show, James and I being on it. We appreciate you. You're not pretentious dicks at all. No, they're not pretentious dicks. That's what I said. That was the point. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they were fun guys. It's all our other guests of all time that should be offended. <laughs> yeah, right. No, but I'd ask them other dumb questions, too. I don't care. Yeah, you have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as we mentioned last week, uh, as we're talking about now, James Vanderbilt and Guy Busick uh, joined us to talk Scream 5. They are the writers of Scream 5. Um, we hit everything on here to um, getting the legacy cast back, them talking with Kevin Williamson prior to and during the writing process of this mm. movie. Just everything. Yeah, about five cream. It's not five cream. We no, I'm saying we asked him about it. You asked him about it. I don't want any part of that. You and Kat <laughs> asked him about it. We got the scoop. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And plenty disgusting. We don't care. <laughs> no, they don't care. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be the one. Watch that they they finally say, you know what? Let's pick up Flash <laughs> Radio again. <laughs> yeah, but no. This, the, everybody knows uh, this is a spoiler filled conversation. By the way. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen it by now, you know, fuck you. I mean, seriously, yeah. yeah. Get on it, guys. If you haven't seen this yet, like, you're not a true horror fan. I don't know why you're listening to this. Appreciate you listening to it, but in, I mean, we went on about how great it was. The reviews have been crazy for this thing. Yeah. Forget horror aside, go see this damn movie. Yeah, pause the show, go see it, and then come back and listen. Yeah, that's fair. Spoiler-filled stuff coming up, uh, but just such an awesome conversation. Yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, so um, uh, I I don't want I want everybody to hear this. I want this to be super super heard, kind of like our Thanksgiving episode, which was actually uh, that that is our highest uh, rated show in a while. By the way, very happy about that. That Thanksgiving thing? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. All right. <laughs> Rob just tried to piss you off for like yeah. an hour. I didn't try and piss him off. I just didn't understand the assignment, <laughs> so I just kind of did my own thing. <laughs> As you usually do. <laughs> hey, I will have you know, before this interview, I did not ask once, who were we interviewing today? That's true. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. yeah I knew. That was nice. For a change, Rob uh, was actually on top of what was going on, which is nice to know. Who do you... You did that with freaking Don Mancini. <laughs> I couldn't remember if it was him or somebody else that day was the thing. I mean, we're working with NBC, talking to Don Mancini, one of the responsible for one of the greatest horror franchises ever. I couldn't remember if it was him or somebody else because we talked to a couple of different people, though. Mm. <laughs> you should be ashamed <laughs> of yourself. Um, but nonetheless, uh, Scream 5 is absolutely incredible. Great conversation. A lot of fun. All right. You know what? We're just going to throw you guys over to that interview now. I am so excited for everybody to hear it. This was a big deal to me personally, as I'm going to, you know, you'll hear me get into it during the interview. But, you know, I've been going on about Scream. I've always gone on about Scream. And uh, it's such a big franchise to me because I grew up with Scream. Like when I could really start kind of understanding movies and putting them together and really like understanding what what's going on in a movie as opposed to just, you know, looking at it at a young age. I, I grew up with Scream. And, you know, to see it come to this movie, part five, no Wes Craven and all everything's going on with this damn thing. And the, as scared as I was, 
I fell in love with this movie, man. It made me fall in love with this franchise all over again. And uh, uh, to be able to talk to to Guy and and James, like it, it means a lot because you know they created this, and you know you guys are going to hear the passion that went into it and um, all kinds of stuff about the movie and and um, I it, it was a great experience to me. Uh, we've done a lot of interviews on this show. Uh, in the history of the show, Tony Todd and and Greg Nicotero, and Doug Bradley and David Arquette, who who has been a guest on the show, and uh, you know th- this one's right up there with a man like I'm missing a bunch, but this one's right up there with all of them, Bill Mosley and John Casey and everybody. Uh, th- this one's up there, man, because of what this movie meant and and all that stuff so i'm just really excited for people to hear it and i hope you guys enjoy it so uh here you go and we'll catch you on the other side as mentioned last week we uh, are joined with very special guests mr james vanderbilt and guy busick the writers uh, co-writers of scream uh, 2022 gentlemen how are you guys doing really well now that the movie's out we're much better now <laughs> so are we um i have been since the movie was announced uh, i'm a huge screen fan um i am in the age range of when the original hit and um it's very treasured by me and um i was petrified of this movie <laughs> and I- i've been saying it on air for since it was announced and i was blown away when i finally seen it i am also very happy that it came out uh, what do you think? Because we've seen films come out, um, especially new directors, new writers, and years later, and it, it's very rarely successful. You guys have been noted as big fans of the original franchise. How much did that tie into what you brought to screen? I mean, I think it, that was sort of everything for us. You know, the, mm-hmm. the reason we wanted to do it was, you know, we love it so much. And didn't want anyone else to fuck it up. I mean, like as as, you know, <laughs> as as weird as that is to say, you know, and and um, you know, Gary Barber had the title. I I uh, you know, he'd sort of inherited a lot of the the Weinstein Library, and my partners William Sherrick and Paul Ninestein and Project X and I went and sort of visited him, and and he was sort of going through all the stuff he had, and you know, could maybe we could collaborate on this or that, and then he got to scream, and I said. Oh my God, like I, I'm the world's biggest Scream fan. Like I saw Scream when I was in college and trying to be a writer. Like it's one of the reasons, you know, uh, I write the way I do. Like it's, it was so important to me. And, and uh, you know, he said, well, will you write it? And I said, yeah. And he said, <laughs> okay. And I said, okay. And then we walked out and I was like, did we just get Scream? Like, <laughs> like that's insane. And the first thing I did was I called Guy and I said, cause I knew I'd known Guy for 20 years. He's just as big a screen fan as I am. And I wanted to be in the trenches with somebody who loved it as much as I did. And we were just like, we're going to do this and because we love it and we're not going to fuck it up. It sounds like you guys were both really excited about it. Was Did you feel any pressure of stepping in to the sort of shoes of Kevin Williamson, who's so synonymous with the franchise? Enormous pressure. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, and we put it on ourselves um, as well, because as James said, we are first and foremost fans. And so for us, it was just like, we want to know what happens next. We want to know what, what became of these characters after the fourth movie. Um, and one of the first things uh, that I'm so grateful for that, that, that Jamie and his partners 
did, and Spyglass as well, is reach out to Kevin. Yeah, we cheated. Um, we called we called Kevin Williamson. We were like, <laughs> we we just we were like, he's got to be he's got to be involved. Um, it all sprang from this guy's brain, um, and he was he was very uh, gracious with us and uh, with his time and with his knowledge, and uh, he was sort of our our guiding light, our sort of north star on this whole thing. Um, but yeah, we we put enormous pressure on ourselves because we're we're like, well, if this is it, if if we get to do a you know screen movie and this is the final entry in this franchise uh let's put everything we have into it uh what do we want to see as fans who do we want to see back um what kind of a story do we want to tell and uh yeah i you know we've been feeling the pressure all along but we also knew we were coming from a place of, of absolute love for the material and so i think we just let that guide us yeah i think the reverence for the first movie really comes through in in this one and um, I feel like what you guys nailed the best about this movie was all of the new characters that you created. Uh, th- those those characters were um, were just fantastic. And, you know, it, it I didn't miss the legacy characters when they weren't on screen because I was so invested in the new characters, the new batch of quote unquote kids, if you will, that you guys <laughs> uh, brought to us. And, uh, yeah, you guys knocked it out of the park with that. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was a huge, oh, huge goal. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, I don't think I had ever liked a horror character as much as Randy Meeks until Mindy <laughs> came along. We love Mindy. Uh, yeah. That one of the first things we decided was that the uh, somebody related to Randy had to be the new, you know, kind of horror encyclopedia, uh, the one that knew the rules, the one that could explain it all. Um, oh, you absolutely we, nailed it with her. Oh, thank you. Yes. I, she's oh. she's just a she's the favorite, and what Jasmine did with it, yeah. uh, just so unreal. You know, we just we love that performance. We love that character. So it's really nice to hear that it resonated because we did. We, you know, we love Randy too. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> that came through. <laughs> good, good. Well, you guys had mentioned that um, you're, you're obviously relief that the movie's out, and you know, you talk all this stuff about you know everything that you want to put do right and buy the originals and all that stuff. You seem nervous, you know, were, were you confident? Because, I mean, we are, you know, as fans, as viewers, we don't know until it comes out. You guys are sitting on and know and have seen and all this stuff. Tell us a little bit about that side of it, because you're able to see the finished product. You know what it is. You know what went into it. Where does that that nervousness come from? And, and what's that process like when it comes out and you get this great response? Well, I mean, the... I think it's a couple different things. I think the first thing is we were always confident that this was the movie we wanted to make right. and the story we wanted to tell. And, you know, you know, I, I was in the editing room for months with radio silence. Like, so we knew what the movie was. And I think, you know, guy and I love the movie, but you never know if it's going to connect or not. You never right. know how right. things you just don't, you know, and, and it is one of those things where you're in a bubble to a certain extent. And, and with this movie, especially too, we didn't, you know, we were able to show it to sort of friends and family, but it's not like we tested the movie 17 times and you know what I mean? So, and at the end of the day, it's really about, you know, the people who buy the tickets and sit down and give you two hours of their life to hopefully be entertained by you. And so I think it was once, at least for me, once I started to see some of the reviews, and this is certainly not always a movie, you know, you're not making a slasher movie to get reviews, but to see people who really cared about the movie, who were fans go, oh my God, this is what they're doing. Cause you know, Paramount to their credit did a really wonderful job of keeping what the movie is about a secret. Yeah. Um, 
And so once they were like, oh, that's what you're doing? Oh, that's interesting. That I think was the, the sort of the big exhale, you know, uh, for me. Yeah, I, I can uh, completely agree with that. The, we were confident in the final product. We, we did make the movie we wanted to make and we felt really, really good about it. And what we were, if there were nerves, it was just, we want to make the fans happy. You know, we, we kind of approached this as fans um, and we knew that we wanted to honor the fans and honor Wes's legacy and the, and the legacy of the movies. And so it was just our, the true fans who have been with this franchise since the beginning, um, you know, or who, who just discovered it, uh, but love these movies, are they going to accept us? Are they going to let us in too? And are they going to like it? And, um, cause that's, that was our goal is just, uh, we want to make a great scream movie and, uh, we want to make the fans happy because it's been, you know, 11 years since the last one. So as Jamie said, when, when some of those early reactions came in and people who loved this franchise uh, did seem to connect with it, it was just, that was the relief for me. It was just, okay, good. You know, we've, we've made the fans, you know, at least many fans happy. And, and that was the goal. When you guys wrote this movie, did you um, do the thing that we've heard so much about with past uh, sequels or entries in the franchise where there are, multiple scripts with multiple different endings did you have to do all that yeah we did we we not have to we were excited to i, okay. we, I sort of feel like it's part <laughs> of the the it's like a rite of passage right <laughs> i just always wondered as a writer like you're working on something and you know that's not the ending that's going to be used wouldn't you just i feel like i would just sort of half-ass it you know <laughs> were you ever tempted to switch endings <laughs> No, no, you know, we all this was always the ending of the movie. It's funny though, I will say on on guy, you want to talk about ready or not for a second? <laughs> oh on ready or I, not, yeah. Yeah, we had we had a, a ton of endings because we just we didn't we didn't arrive at the one that uh, that was shot right away. And Guy had written an alternate guy and and, and Ryan as co-writer had written just a kind of fun <laughs> alternate ending that we all read and we're like, oh no, that's how the movie should end. So yeah. on this, and that's the that's how the movie ends. On this, it was really a, a process. We were like, well, I wonder if we'll we'll beat it. Um, but we always sort of knew that this is the you know once we once we figured out who you know the killer is. Once we figured out what the motive is. Is this by the way? This is a spoiler um, podcast or no? Yeah, yeah. So, at this point, yeah, I think. Yeah. No, no. I just don't want to you know. But once we <laughs> figured that out that sort of stayed set in stone and it was more about generating other versions of it that you know we would send to you know the post-production team to you know the the guy who scored like because as you make a movie you have to give the entire script to a lot of people involved in the production and so we wanted to be able to do that because you can't just sort of call up a production designer and go we'd love you to design the whole movie we're not giving you the third act like you're not allowed to do that <laughs> right. um, so we had to give them something approximately where we are going to shoot in this house, but the people who end up being the killers aren't the killers. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, as Jamie said, it was, it wasn't a chore, you know, we, we mm -hmm. were kind of, this is the first time we've done uh, a fake ending and we were just kind of giddy about it. It was like, this is fun. Like the secrecy was fun and it felt like spy shit. And, uh, you know, it's, and we couldn't really half-ass it because some people were reading this and, and so the, you know, the fake motive and the fake killers, it all had to make sense. So we actually did have to devote some legitimate time to making uh, this fake version where different people died, different people were the killers. Um, and it was just kind of a blast. I, you know, I, it's first time uh, I've done that and it was really fun. Yeah. 
Uh, just for the record, the ending that you chose for Ready or Not is perfect. I absolutely oh, love the ending. I love yeah. that movie, but the ending is is excellent. The ending makes the movie for me <laughs> so fun. Thank you. Yeah, it does. It does for us too. When we when we hit on that, we're like, oh, this is perfect. That that's awesome. Uh, I did have another thing I wanted to, to mention. There was a lot um, specifically with uh, well, Nev Campbell, Sydney, you know, whatever fans want. That she was being, um, I guess the word could be wooed into trying to, you know, you guys were trying to get the legacy characters back early on. At least that's what was being reported. As the writers, was there anything, did you go into writing this with that mindset that you're going to have to try? Like, what was that process like? Uh, if you could talk about that a little bit. Guy, do you want to? Sure. Yeah. No, we, um, we just obviously we would tell people yes if they don't you know if they don't come back we still have a movie and i think we did have you know um ideas for how to make it work but it was kind of like we really need these guys to come back so let's just yeah. <laughs> let's write the best possible version of this um and then just hopefully you know it's the work is on the page and one thing we wanted to do with the three uh main legacy characters was give them something different to play um, and we put them in different places in their lives. You know, Sydney now has a family and she's no longer running. Dewey's fallen on hard times, you know, and he's, he's separated from, from Gail and she's off in New York living a, a different kind of life. Um, and so that was a big thing for us was like, if, if these actors are going to come back, um, we should entice them by giving them something new that they haven't done in this franchise before. But I mean, as much as we can say, we had a contingency plan. We were just like, we have to get these guys back. It's just not screaming. We had out. no plan. Yeah, we had no plan <laughs> other than, you know. But, you know, it was, we sort of looked at each other at the very beginning and sort of, it was a, if you build it, they will come kind of thing. It's just, mm -hmm. we're going to put out in the universe, we're going to write the best possible version of this movie we can and and really hope that they read it and they go, oh, that's cool. Like, I want to come and play. Like, I want to, you know, I want to be a part of that. Um, and and thankfully, you know, they did. And I think I think Kevin being involved was a huge part of that, knowing that, that you know, he, we had his blessing and that he was involved with it. I think, um, you know, just, the, you know, in Radio Silence, you know, reached out to all of them and wrote them letters and sort of explained how much Wes meant to them in their careers coming up. And so it just, I think once they realized that sort of the place we were coming from in terms of making this movie, that's one of the things that they were like, okay, cool, this is safe. Like, cause none of them wants to tarnish the legacy of it either. You know what I mean? It, Absolutely. It's, you know, it really matters to them as well, you know? And, and it's, you know, you know, screen movies aren't just a, another job, you know, especially for those actors. And so having them involved and having, you know, having Nev Campbell, sort of be able to say, no, Sydney would say it this way, you know, instead of that way, you go, well, you're right, Matt Campbell, she would. <laughs> you, <know>? <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned uh, Sydney being in a different place in her, her life in the movie. Oh, she mentioned I was just going to ask be, this. <laughs> being married to Mark. Is that, uh, I assume that that is Patrick Dempsey's character? Yeah, I get confirmation that that's Mark Kincaid. <laughs> I think it's a that name was not chosen randomly. I think that's okay. the best way to put it. Is there a mark yeah. in Scream Three? I didn't, I didn't <laughs> really. That's interesting. Yeah. 
As soon as I heard that, I was running in my mind. I was like, was his name Mark? Was his name Mark? I remember Kincaid. Was it Mark? <laughs> I love that. A lot of, uh, while we're talking about the legacy characters, there was a lot of talk uh, from Matthew Lillard uh, specifically that Stu might or might not be dead. Was there ever thoughts of bringing Stu back for this one? I think that was going... never part of the plan. Yeah. No. I think, yeah. Uh, you know, we are, our, our big swing was, uh, was skeet. And that was yes. something we decided on really, really early. Um, that got us really excited. And we're so grateful that, that we convinced him to come back and reprise that role in, in a sense. Um, but yeah, we, we figured out pretty early on that we wanted the, the protagonist to be uh, Billy's child. Um, and so we were just really happy that, that we got him. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. Uh, I, I think we should move on from this topic because I might just start fanboying out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, you guys are right with, with the Mark name and everything like it, you guys did just such a good job with callbacks to where it wasn't like we're getting hit over the head with it, you know, but it's like it because it, Scream has always been like an intimate franchise, you know, characters return for so long and just so much involved with it. And I guess kind of what you guys said, it's not just another job, but you know, without naming names, obviously, we've seen other films and franchises to where, you know, it it came across the finished product came across like another job or cash grab or whatever you want to call it. And that's what was so scary to me as a big Scream fan that, you know, oh, man, it's what's it going to be? But I, I'm just so appreciative of you guys for not treating it like that and realizing how special this franchise is. Oh, thank you. Thank you. No, we, yeah, we that means a feel lot. the same way. Just, just it, 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 yeah, it's, you know, I'm so happy that comes through because it is Absolutely. so near, near our heart and so much, I think, in the DNA of both of us as we were, I think we both saw it as we were trying to become screenwriters. Do you know what I mean? And, well, and yeah. just speaking yeah, for right. myself, seeing a movie and, and, and I, and, and Wes is so incredible on the things he does, oh, but, man. but seeing a screenplay, Kevin's screenplay, you know, is so smart and confident and has such a great voice, but is also so in love with the genre of slashers and mm -hmm. sort of brings it to a different place. And it was just watching a movie that that can be can deconstruct an entire genre and yet be one of the best examples of that same genre as it's pulling it apart is such an amazing sort of having your cake and eating it too. Um, so yeah, this, you know, this franchise means everything to us. So I'm so happy. Yeah, Absolutely. And, I, you know, you can draw a direct line between the original Scream and Ready or Not. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it was a huge influence on, on all of us. Uh, but the idea that you could have a horror film uh, with characters who aren't just machete fodder, you know, that you actually mm -hmm. care about, that, are, that look like fully realized people, um, and have humor and fun uh, in that slasher movie, it was just... It's such a mind-blowing experience. So it really stayed with me. And you can see the influence, you know, in Ready or Not. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we've said, because, you know, when all this came out of a new screen movie, we were like, ah, who the hell is going to? And <laughs> they said, oh, Ready or Not. I'm Looking like, up the IMDb. Who the hell do yeah, these who guys the think they are? <laughs> and, you know, what we see, we talked about it several times. Ready or Not looked screamish, kind of, you know? And it looked like it absolutely and we were like okay so these guys you could see it there and um yeah no you guys are a million percent it came through uh you know you could feel it a hundred percent that's awesome uh one thing last thing i wanted to touch on um uh, i guess this is definitely a spoiler episode but uh <laughs> you guys got rid of dewey yep uh that took 
balls. <laughs> you know, it, what 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 Because you have all the three legacy characters. It could have been anybody. What went into that decision? It was, you know, something we we came to pretty pretty early on in the process. Um, in terms of just working out, we did feel that it, it seemed like the it seemed like giving him the art the arc that he has in this movie felt like a really great thing for David to play that he hadn't played before, but also felt a little bit like a logical conclusion. And the other thing the guy and I always talk about is we talk Randy going in, in Scream 2, I think is such an enormous kick in the gut. I remember mm -hmm. the first time I saw it and it just let you know that anything is possible. It's like, there are no guardrails anymore, you know? And we felt like, we needed to bring some of that back into the franchise in this movie. As much as we love Scream 3 and Scream 4, you know, th there got to be a sort of a plot armor situation going on. And I think for all of those reasons, and then also I remember us guy banging our heads against the wall going, Sidney Prescott would never go back to Woodsboro. Like what would bring Sidney <laughs> back to Woodsboro? And we kind of realized there was only one thing that would do it. Um, and so it kind of, it's, you know, it's weird as a writer, you know, you write, you can write things that break your heart too, right. um, but is also the right thing for the story. And I think that's what, you know, that, that moment it was for us. I love the fact that Dewey really doesn't want her to come back to Woodsboro. Yeah. And he's yeah. ultimately the reason that she does. Yeah. 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 And, uh, it's such a, it's such a fitting scene. Yeah. It's, it's kind of heartbreaking. I was really impressed that Dewey died. I on the way to the theater, I was kind of hoping that one of the legacy characters was going to die just because I also as much as I love them in Scream 3 and Scream 4, I I felt kind of the same way about them developing plot armor. And uh that was the moment that I knew in uh this Scream movie that you guys were taking it really seriously. Um yeah, but you're also sort of a sadist, cat. About what? <laughs> <laughs> little bit <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a difficult difficult decision and one that we never really questioned because it just felt it was right for the story um that doesn't mean we didn't have apprehension about it and that we weren't you know emotionally conflicted i know that you know coming up with that plot point and then having to write it it was very very difficult but at the same time it just felt like this is this is the story we're telling and we do need it you know as kevin says you know it's a, it's a slasher movie people have to die yeah Hmm. yeah yeah that was a that was a hard but you guys did it was done so well you know and it's like and i've I, I i'm the one out of the three of us that you know don't get rid of anybody don't change anything i don't like change but that <laughs> was it was done so well that like you don't have time to be mad at it. you know <laughs> if that makes sense you know because there's mm -hmm. so much emotion there you're so impressed at, with what you just seen and there's so you don't have time to be mad about it. like i'm still not like i'm upset about it but I'm not mad about it. And, you know, we've seen characters and other, you know, other things die. And it's like, you know, you kind of just stare at it and go, what the hell did they do that for? But yeah. you, I mean, <laughs> I think it's all done and it's all how it's done, mm -hmm. you know, and you can't get mad at that, what we've seen with that. That was incredible. Good. And, you know, another thing about it was we knew it would give uh, Courtney a different color to play yeah. that mm -hmm. she hadn't uh, as Gail in these movies before. 
you know, just this total sense of loss and uh, devastation. And then just, it's such a motivator for that third act because now you really fucking hate this killer, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. and, and you really want to see Dewey's friends, you know, his ex-wife and his close friend get revenge. Yeah. Um, and so it just, it really, it fully, you know, hopefully invests you in, in we want to see the good guys uh, take out the son of a bitch. Yeah. But if you're you're asking at the beginning why we were nervous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fair, very fair. <laughs> yeah. Well, um uh, uh, actually I just thought of one last thing I wanted to touch on real quick. You you mentioned earlier, uh, I think it was a guy you had mentioned the term final entry. Is was that what this was looked on as? Is there no other talks currently of a Scream 6? I mean, I think yeah, sorry, go on. Go ahead, Jimmy. Oh, no, I, what I was going to say, no, what I was going to say is, is I think it, that's more just about, listen, the way we approached this was, you know, I've been, in, I've been involved in other movies where people are like, oh, it'd be amazing. Like, we'll do this, this one will start it. And then in part two, we'll do this in part three. And then you don't get to make part two or part three <laughs> because people didn't like part one. Right. And so when we came into this, we just went, we want to put, everything in this like if if we get one shot at this what what do we want to see in a scream movie and the, so the approach was always and by the way this is how scream one two three and four were made uh, yeah give the audience a full meal give mm-hmm. them everything give them a which is not something that's done as often these days interestingly mm-hmm. enough so that was really the approach with this movie um and so right now that's sort of where our heads were just getting this movie done getting it out there um Listen, Guy and I love working together. We love radio silence. We love these actors. So, you know, it, whatever the future holds, the future holds. But for right now, it was really, you know, just not screwing this up. <laughs> exactly. I've said that, you know, the I, we talked about the new characters you've created. And I, I think that uh, I would love to see a movie with that new group of, of characters going forward. And it's not often you leave the theater after having seen the fifth movie in a franchise excited to see the sixth. That's awesome. well, thank you. That's a huge compliment. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we did, we, we put everything we had into this and, you know, we really wanted to create a new cast, um, you know, much like the first movie that just you really loved and cared about. So that's just a huge compliment. Yeah. I, you guys, you guys absolutely killed it. Was there ever any thought of naming the movie five cream? <laughs> it was definitely called five cream behind the scenes. So yes, I got a little bit of a win in there. Yeah, no, Jack Quaid had um, shot glasses with five cream made. There were shirts with Ghostface carrying five bottles of cream. Uh, so <laughs> certainly. I love that. I love that so much. Oh, yeah. It certainly came up. Yeah, that's, uh, that's fantastic. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it's not five cream anymore now. I don't think so. Of... I think we won that one. Damn it. Uh, Mr. Vanderbilt, Mr. Busick. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Uh, we appreciate it so much. Uh, it, we love this conversation with you guys. And uh, just again, th- thank you very much for what you put into this film because, you know, it personally, it meant a lot to me. You know, and it's, oh. you know, you guys just. Thank you so much. We could feel the passion and just thank you for what you did. Yeah. Thank oh, you thank for your you. time and um, yeah. For what you did. Thanks for having us. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you guys so much. And and honestly, like it's it's you know we we we're so excited that people who love the franchise like we do are responding to the movie that way. So the fact that you guys love it means a ton. Yeah, the, the movie is uh, much much better than uh, I could have ever hoped for. 
So oh. thank you for that. And also, Mr. Vanderbilt, while I have you real quick, I just want to thank you for Zodiac as well, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, thank you so much. Such a fantastic, uh, such a fantastic movie. I could talk to you for hours about that, but I won't. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Thank you. Listen, happy to come back. So whenever you want to. Great. Thank you so much, guys. Enjoy your night and thank you for, for your time here. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Have a great evening. Thank you, JC, for setting everything up. Appreciate it so much. I hope you enjoyed it. I sure liked it. I did. Yeah. Did, except one part. Uh, I think my favorite thing about this, uh, uh, James and Guy, you could tell they're fans. Oh, yeah. It did feel more like talking to fans of Scream than it did <laughs> talking right. to, you know, it, it was very casual. They were very nice. And they did get, they, they got as excited to talk about some of the aspects of the movie as we did uh, in the chat talking about aspects of the movie. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, well, people don't know this, but we were actually offered a chance to, an opportunity to see the movie before it came out. Uh, we were invited to a screener in, in Manhattan, which it, we we were found out about it the day before. So yeah, you know. I would have had to drive overnight to make it there. Right, and you know, despite what people think, not everyone in New York lives in Manhattan. It is a bitch <laughs> to get into Manhattan, especially on a day's notice. So uh, yeah, wasn't able to make that, and they had parameters around it, which we were confused. Uh, Paramount and the directors and writers. Uh, uh, they had a parameters that they wanted the movie seen prior to interviewing, which we thought was weird. But I, I don't know if you guys feel the same way. We thought it was weird at the time. But now seeing the movie and talking to James and Guy and seeing their um, nervousness, excitement and all that about this, I can see why. Yeah, it kind of makes sense, I guess. But at the time, it seemed weird. It did. Yeah. yeah. And I wasn't going to fly to New York for that. You could have seen me. I definitely wasn't going to fly into you for that. <laughs> That's fucked up, man. We'd have a good time. We'd go eat some pizza and hot dogs and stuff. You'd have some good meatballs. We'd go do some some touristy shit. I'd make you take me to the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> Are we going on a date? I'm not taking you yeah. to the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, you're taking me there. You're taking me to Times Square. Kat, remember when I asked Rob if he would date me and he just immediately said no? Yeah. I don't feel like he should get the perks of going to these places with me. <laughs> that's, you know what, Rob? That's fair. <laughs> I, don't know, right? I, don't know. I uh, can't think of any other touristy things, but I'm sure there's a bunch. I'm sure there is too. But um, yeah, that that's like I was, you know, obviously with the whole situation of it, it wasn't the uh, most fun scenario to be in with the whole, you know, you have to see the screen in front, you know. I, but like I said, I just, I truly, after talking to these guys, I, see, I, I do not question it anymore because they just, I, it felt like they were so sure of what they did. They wanted it seen. They didn't want to deal with any negative bullshit because it's like, you don't even know how good of a job we just did. <laughs> you know? What about uh, Coney Island? Would you take me to Coney Island? No. <laughs> oh, what the hell? Fun fact, me and Bobby went all the way into Coney Island once for a hot dog. Uh-huh. And the line was like out the door, like the original Nathan's was out the door, down the block, around the fucking. We we went home with no hot dogs from coming out. That's ridiculous. You didn't even get a hot dog, dude. I was standing on that line in the middle of summer. No, like you had anything better to do? You went all the way to Coney Island for a fucking hot dog. 
I forget what we ended up doing, but yeah, obviously we didn't have much productivity during the day. We went all the way out for hot dog, didn't even get it. So disappointing trip to Coney Island. Anyway, we could meet at the top of the Empire State Building like Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. I thought you didn't want to date. They also didn't date Mikey. So did they end up dating? I don't I don't know. They they smooch. I don't even think I've seen that. I haven't seen that movie all the way through. We can make out. Oh. Wait, wait a minute. What kind of whore do you think I am? What the hell? No. Require commitment first, goddammit. I feel like you've 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 derailed this conversation, Mikey. You <laughs> Mikey, how dare you? This guy brought it, brings up Coney Island and here we go. My fault. Um, but no, I mean I just I I really truly hope that people have seen this movie. Like if if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, I'm gonna Jane Silent Bob you and just go to your house and we're gonna fight. <laughs> gotten to that that'd be fun um yeah check it out yeah i mean it's it's so much better than i expected they they absolutely nailed it um i've said numerous times already but you know you don't leave the theater after having seen the fifth movie in a franchise excited to see the sixth movie very often but they did it right they did they did i i haven't been this nervous to see a movie uh (laughs) since a nightmare on elm street and like i said when i think that one burned you (laughs) Yeah, but I kind of like you know it wasn't Robert England, so you kind of knew, you know, yeah. like this one. There was no reason for this to be bad, and and I I just it like like Rob said it was way I had high hopes and I was like man this is gonna be great I have a strong feeling but I did not expect it to be as good as it was. Yep, it's a it's a really good movie. Check it out. Absolutely, um, and thank you very much to Guy and James for coming on the show. It was a fun conversation. It was, man. Yeah, a couple of nice guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, James did say that he would come back on to talk to you about Zodiac, Rob. Yeah. Yeah. Zodiac. I love that movie. I think you could do that interview alone. Oh, come on, guys. I would. I want to be there. But yeah, see? It's a good movie. If you get Rob talking about Zodiac, I feel like <laughs> the interview will be as long as Zodiac. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, remember how my biggest complaint with Zodiac was that I don't rewatch it very often? Uh, getting to talk to the writer of Zodiac about the movie is one of those situations where I would rewatch it. <laughs> I don't know why you don't rewatch it anyway. I find it to be a feel good movie. It's just because well, I don't think it's a feel good movie, I guess, is why. Mm. I don't know. There's something about it that's comforting. Yeah, it's a little weird. But I mean, I don't, I don't want to make it sound like we're knocking Zodiac. Zodiac is slash radio approved with an 8.7. Yeah. It's our oh second highest approval rating, I think. Uh, yeah, behind Jack Frost because you gave it a ten. <laughs> Not behind Jack Frost, behind Black Christmas, which is a nine point five. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you... if you're behind Black Black Christmas, you're you're fine. Right. Yeah. I was gonna say you have a lot. There's a lot worse problems in the world to have. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Love Zodiac. Great movie. We got some business to take care of. Oh shit! We sure do. A little little uh, little thing called the Slashy Awards didn't wrap up quite the way we wanted it to last week. So oh, no, I had blocked this conversation out. I completely forgot about it. To be honest with you, and now I have to find the tweet because I forgot about the whole fucking thing. I thought you deleted the tweet. I did delete the tweet, but I screenshotted the tweet. Oh, okay. Because you know I'm I'm semi intelligent. I was going to say, if you're going through looking for the tweet, that's gone. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, I do have the tweet. Okay, yeah, no, I completely forgot about this. Holy shit. Um, yeah, 
the best movie of 2021 slashy from last week's slashy awards yeah. and the week prior's slashy awards uh it was a tie for the the best movie of 2021 yeah arguably the second biggest award of the show behind the lord humphrey lifetime achievement award and it came out a tie which was weird it, it's definitely the biggest uh award it's, it, that that lord humphrey thing doesn't even count yeah, you tell that to Al Bundy. I'm telling that to Philly the Ass Eater, who now <laughs> it, he's in trouble because he'd let you up here. Anyway, so uh, our our master plan was, which Greg, by the way, called me out for. I know, I saw that, it made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, bastard. So I had we decided that we were going to send out a tweet, and uh, that's the best way to get the the widest range of answers. Settle this once and for all. Uh, which was the best movie between Halloween Kills and Candyman of 2021 uh, for the winner of the slashy? And Greg, Greg said something along the lines of it not going my way, so I deleted the tweet. <laughs> yeah, but the plan all along had been to delete the tweet so people wouldn't know. Right, Greg. Yeah, come on, Greg. Which he now knows because he listened to last week's show, I'm sure, and kicking himself in the tushy a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Dummy. How's your butt feel, Greg? <laughs> tushy kick. He's going to put up a really bad movie next week. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, so the slashy goes to, with 120 votes, Halloween Kills. You guys <sighs> suck. That is terrible. <laughs> uh, five, uh, 54.2%. All right, well... Oh. I will say that is not quite as high as it was... Uh, as as I was afraid it would be. All right. Once I this saw it one, I was just I was afraid that it was a wider margin than that. But still, you guys suck, and I'm I'm disappointed, yeah. in listeners. Yeah, and I think that the slashies was a fun experiment, but maybe it's over now. <laughs> I think if hypothetically we were to return to the slashies, the listeners get to vote on stuff. We get to veto the or they don't get to vote on stuff. They get to nominate things. We vote. And we're allowed to veto nominations. Like, I don't trust... I've lost a lot of faith in the listeners <laughs> over this experience. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, the people have spoken. And, you know, I said Halloween Kills is a fun movie with a ton of problems. No, um, I'm not over this. I, I can't... I'm sorry. I can't just, like, the people have spoken this one. Because I... <laughs> I spent so much time last year defending Halloween Kills because no one liked it that much. Uh, I feel like I liked it more than the average moviegoer because it was fun. It's a fun time. There were cool kills. Like, it had critical problems, but I spent a lot of time defending it. And now that we're talking about, like, critical successes of films... Now is where you guys are like, oh, Halloween Kills had Michael Myers in it. Like, what the fuck, guys? Come on. <laughs> Candyman was a good movie. I'm I'm mad. I'm disappointed in you. I'd like to point out that usually I'm the one who gets yelled at for shit talking the listeners. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I've learned a thing or two. <laughs> yeah, they're terrible. Aren't they? Yeah, this one, uh, you know, I, I liked how I think other maybe cat. I don't know about Rob. I can't tell. I liked Halloween Kills a lot, and I think I liked it more than Rob. Maybe. I don't know. But even I will sit. Like, I mean, Candyman is the better movie, hands down. 
And I mean, maybe if you're looking for something to just like a background movie, I could maybe see Halloween Kill. But I mean, I the way I was looking at this, you got to sit down and critically look at it. And I don't think anyone, I, maybe people just voted because they love Michael Myers. I don't know. But man, if you really sit and watch these movies back to back, it's hard for me to give it to, to Halloween Kills Over King. Yeah, yeah. It's just a better movie. Right. Better mm. movie. You know, better time watching. That's a different conversation. I mean, I still think of Candyman, but I can see that argument for Halloween Kills, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like how Jaws is a better movie. But Santa Jaws is more fun. Whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 you know? whoa, 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 whoa. It's hold exactly on. like that. Holy yeah. shit. Wow. Hold on a second here. We are talking about Michael Myers, Candyman, Scream 5 today, James uh, and Guy, and, and all these <laughs> great things. And you're going to bring up Santa Jaws. I'm just saying that like, it's the same kind of thing. Like Jurassic Park is an awesome movie, but Velocipaster is more fun. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. You ain't seen Velocipaster. How you know? It, it, this this episode might be listened to by um the wonderful JC at Paramount and <laughs> uh, and maybe um James Vanderbilt and Guy Busick themselves. Uh, maybe even somebody at news outlets and people pick up the show. Nobody, so I'm not, no, they're not going to pick any of them. They're fine. not. They're not going to pick up shit. But I'm saying there's a chance they will, and I'm not going to curse you out from these fine people, Rob. Because right. we might have guests listening to the show and they're not used yeah. to some of the things that happen. They're going to know that I've been sitting here trying to poop the whole time. <laughs> trying sure to are. poop or not? Well, to yeah, poop. I guess trying not to poop. Yeah. <laughs> are you on the toilet right now? <laughs> <laughs> You'd know. He's in the was. theater. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I'm just trying to make it examples, you know, think of different examples that are the same. Those are shitty, horrible examples. Also, Kat, I would like to. Should we throw a horror court in this bitch? Uh oh. Because <laughs> it's deserving. All right. Rob might know what I'm talking about here. Cat, uh, we had a fantasy football group, and uh, it was filled with everybody who joined the fantasy football league. And apparently, Rubber is on HBO Max. Oh, no. And yeah. Nate pointed this out and uh, also said, should he watch it tonight? No. Rob said it's amazing. <laughs> of course, you should watch it. Yeah. Followed up by honestly, Nate, you might get too scared if you watch it. Cat, he's oh encouraging people to watch this shithole. Uh, not just listen. encouraging. I was trying to goad him into it too. I was like, well, you might be too scared. And if he came back and said something else, I was gonna be like, yeah, you probably wouldn't even understand it. it might go over your head. <laughs> Here's the thing: is I you can encourage people to watch whatever. Um, but I think where the problem is, is misleading him by saying it's fun. Yeah. And and amazing. It's a work of art. Like, those are words that we use for Santa Jaws. I don't, <laughs> uh, I don't uh, think they should be applied to rubber. Whoa, cat, no, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Santa Jaws or, or bad CGI sharks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are all terrible movies. Dude, I know you aren't talking smack about slack. No, in fact, I am. You can listen to the Slacks episode, everybody. I did it for about an hour. That movie <laughs> is great. Well, I'm not getting any help from that here. It's, it's the perfect it kill won a slashy. It started out wonderful. Yeah, that's and... right. Slacks won a slashy. <laughs> Stop.
Stop telling people to go watch Rumble. <laughs> is the moral of the story. Okay? I don't know. Here's, yeah. here's what I feel kind of betrayed anyway. Wow. Because when you started this horror court, you were like cat, and I was like, oh good, this doesn't involve me. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I get drug out in the middle of it anyway. You know, I'm getting tired of always being the at the center of these horror court segments. Stop saying dumb shit. I don't say anything dumb. And doing dumb shit. You do dumb shit sometimes, too. It causes a horror court. Like what? I don't do anything dumb. I don't remember off the top of my head. I'm also a little intoxicated right now, so. Are you going to complain about me blocking you guys on Twitter again? Yeah, you broke two group chats by doing that. That was something <laughs> dumb. Yes. <laughs> And then I forgot to follow you. (laughs) Yeah, we were unfollowed by you for like two, three weeks. Yeah. And he never noticed. He didn't even notice. I I, I was like, oh, it's been nice and peaceful. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, Halloween Kills, one the slashy. Uh, uh, Anybody who's just maybe just listening to this for the first time, we had the slashy awards last week and the week before covering books, video games, movies, and TV shows. Uh, You might want to go back and listen to that. And assorted other categories. Mm. Or miscellaneous categories. Miscellaneous is a word. Yeah. <laughs> word. yeah. Uh, but, uh, yes, uh, again, just before we wrap up, uh, Scream 5 is amazing. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. Right now, it's my number one movie of 2022. I don't uh, think... It, I'm going to say this now. We're still in yeah. January as we record this. I don't, I don't think... I'm going to make a prediction. I don't think Scream... Five will be knocked off of your number one list all year. Uh, Texas Chainsaw is yeah. coming in yeah. just I mean, a couple I don't know. weeks. I don't, I don't know. If you're aware of that. I'm <laughs> also, I'll bet a shark a, movie on it. How about that? There is a Bring It On zombie movie coming out sometime. Oh, this year. I'm excited for. I hate yeah. how excited I am yeah. for that movie. Me I too. That. <laughs> and we don't know what kind of shark movies are on the horizon. Cat just never seems to betray me, like without even meaning to do it. <laughs> but okay, I bet I bet a shark movie that Scream Five will not be dethroned as your favorite movie of the year. Are you talking about all movies or horror movies? Shit, horror movies is fair. All right, because right now it's number one on my all movies, but I've only seen a few movies from this year. Right, the, yeah, and you know you you like shit like Shape of Water, which is not a horror movie, so you know. That is the greatest horror film ever made. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best horror movie that will not be dethroned. Betting a shark movie on it right here, right now. All right, we'll see. It's it's a really good one. It's not going to be easy. You better not fuck me. I'm glad that you bet a shark movie. Yeah, I mean, that that's my currency on this show, apparently, is shark movie. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't know how the hell this happened, but that's like my form of currency. Whenever we want Kat to do something that she really doesn't want to do, <laughs> I pay in shark movies. Yeah, and that one with Alicia Silverstone's out now. I think is that Ooh. is that the, that's the one Chris tweeted about, right? I didn't know it was out. I don't know. Oh, that's exciting. I think Greg tweeted about that, didn't he? I don't listen, Chris, Greg. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know which one. I remember yelling at them because they said it would look. Yeah, it was Greg. It was fucking Greg. Another shark movie just for Mikey's dead and Slasher Radio to watch. And then he did the Italian fucking fingers and the thumb thing, which I really <laughs> don't appreciate that anymore. He really likes the Italian thing. He loves that fucking shit, dude. The old fucking capiche, the hand yeah. thing. I, yeah. I can't even find that. Like, how does that, how does he even oh, do it? It was this... actually both of them because I or Chris also sent one. Um, he just retweeted the Fangoria link yeah. uh, that said, it's a shark alert at Radio Rob and at Cat <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. tag me and I just, yeah. sneaky We're getting shark alerts now. Yeah. And I don't hate that. <laughs> I don't hate that at all. No, uh, oh. I think it's good. What is this show turned into? Like, really, we have shark alerts. Like, what kind of bullshit <laughs> is that even? <sighs> shark movies are the best, Mikey. I wish you'd get on board. No, no, I'm good. Um, yeah, my never-ending war with shark movies against Cat and Rob. You had fun with Jaws 3D. Yeah, but that's Jaws. <laughs> yeah, I had fun with a Jaws movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, so um Screen Five, man. That's it. I, I don't know what else to say about it. I want to just take a second to thank Guy and, and James one more time for not like this could have been very easily a cash grab and they could have just did whatever it is they had to do and treated it like another job as we talked about and i like i'm truly 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 grateful that they didn't do that and uh, i'm also mad at them because they made me question my favorite franchise which i don't know still what to do with that yeah well um it's a great movie and you can tell that uh it was made by people who really enjoyed playing in that sandbox uh, they did a they did an excellent job and uh, super nice guys. Great interview. Um, thanks for not yelling at me for asking about five cream, and uh, also giving the answer that you did because Mikey, I I know he damn near had a heart attack. <laughs> you should be thanking me for not yelling at you. <laughs> oh my yeah, God. thank you guys so much for coming on the show. It was a great conversation. Um, we hope to have you back sometime. Also, um, not to like randomly start more shade with. Blumhouse, um <laughs> but like maybe choosing people that are passionate about the titles is a good way to do remakes mm. cough cough black christmas cough cough <laughs> cough cough paranormal activity cough cough <laughs> do we yeah. have shade with blumhouse hmm? do we have shade you both threatened so. to fight the owner of the company yeah we've both threatened them today <laughs> that's yeah. only if they don't show me halloween ends on the release date i don't know i'll personally fight anyone that ruins the black phone <laughs> also so we'll see yeah that's not looking real good it's not looking real good i might have to fight some people <laughs> yeah yeah that that looks good for paramount we're threatening executives. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. Uh, we like you paramount you're cool yeah absolutely. for now yeah um yeah so we'll uh i'm really hoping they do another one though. yeah yeah, maybe next time we have them on, they'll be talking about six screen. <laughs> that doesn't even sound right. I know, but I'm gonna go with it just to piss you off. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be the the E for the six? Maybe I don't know. No. I don't know. Somebody, um, uh, one show that I listened to, I don't, I don't remember which one it was, or I'd give them credit, but they, um, they noticed that Scream Four should be Scray Four M because that is how it's spelled. Yeah. They stylized it with a four in the middle. I wish you knew who did that too, so I could yell at them. Point <laughs> that shit out. The dumb shit. Like why why can't like just leave shit alone? You know? It's three and four. Yeah, that's fun. Bastards. Uh anyway. So that that's it for this week. Uh next week we'll have the Patreon pick. All right. I can't wait to see what we get to watch. Yeah. Uh so if you're not signed up yet, go to patreon.com forward slash slash radio. Uh, signing up gives you the ability to nominate a movie being uh, the fucking tier two or higher gives you the ability to vote on the uh, the movie that we talk about next mm -hmm. week 
And keep in mind, I believe next week is Shark Week. What? I don't know. I just made that up. Oh. <laughs> what? You can't do shit like that to me. <laughs> what the fuck? I had no idea where you were going with it. I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> God damn you. Uh, why do you? Why? Uh, I don't know. It's fun. It is a good time. I shouldn't have jump scares recording the show. Fair. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, patreon.com forward slash slash radio. We get an extra show on there every week. Support uh, the show, you cheap bastard. Uh, get, that, get that wallet out. I know it creaks when it opens. <laughs> yeah. Ow. Oh my God. Here we go again. Spend a few bucks on the Patreon. Yeah, uh, tears starting as low as $3 a month. Uh, this week, the extra show is a horror trivia. So it's uh, terror trivia because I yeah. like alliteration, not featuring Canada. Right. It is. Uh, it was going to be named horror trivia, but Rob renamed it terror trivia. Reason being, he likes alliteration, so they're for the title <laughs> of the show. Yep. Why do you make us do stupid things? It's my <laughs> network. We do what I want. Unfortunate answer, but very fair. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I, I thought that that's a good idea. People could play along at home, maybe learn some new shit. Yeah, I learned some new stuff. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to get down with some hard trivia, sign up for the Patreon. Uh, and the Easter egg content is on there as well. So make sure you check that out. Again, patreon.com forward slash slash radio. You can follow us at slash radio on Twitter, uh, slash radio.com, where you can check out all of our episodes, interviews. Our shop is up on there. And uh, you can find me at Mikey's Dead. Rob, where you at? I'm on Twitter at Radio Rob123. And you can listen to my other show, This Horror Life, wherever you are listening to Slasher Radio. Kat, how about you? You can find me on Twitter at Kat underscore Valor, V O L E U R. You can also check out the channels I write for on YouTube, Wicked Bl- Binge and Blood Binge. We're talking about Korean zombies this week Ooh. across both channels. So. Damn. <laughs> You're what? doubling down on Korean zombies? We're right? going all in on the Korean zombies. Holy <laughs> shit. Right. Sounds like a good time. You can also find me at uh, spacehay.com forward slash radio rob123. I forgot about that as well. You can also find Rob complaining about Space Hay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's it for this week, guys. I hope you enjoyed. Subscribe and uh, give us a review if you can. Appreciate it very much. And stick around. We'll be back next week. Good night from Slasher Radio. All right. I got to go. I'm going to poop my pants. <laughs> and that'll be it. Good night, guys. And that's the... He really left. <laughs> he left. <laughs> What's the chance he was prairie dogging for at least the outro? <laughs> he had to have been, right? That's the quickest he's ever left the chat. No, Candyman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I scared the shit out of him. <laughs> Literally, that's hilarious. <laughs> All the best of Slasher Radio Podcast.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.